Hey there, Ravens flock. Welcome back to Baltimore Talk, the weekly podcast giving you a recap of every Baltimore Ravens game you miss from now to postseason. I'm your host, Anthony Probst, and I'll be bringing you everything you miss, plus my own personal thoughts, opinions, and analysis. Last night, we witnessed the Week 17 contest between our very own Baltimore Ravens and our division rivals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, at home in M&T Bank Stadium. And I'm not going to lie to everybody, it was an interesting game. Didn't go the way we all expected and or hoped. I know that's a fact, but it still had its ups. It still definitely had its downs, and it had some decent moments. I won't lie to everybody. But before we get into all that, we got to talk about the three big names that I personally feel were heavily missed and definitely could have helped us. Last night being two of our strong defensive players, both Calais Campbell and Marcus Peters, both missing from the roster last night, both on the inactive list, as well as our starting quarterback, Lamar Jackson, who will not be playing for the rest of the remainder of the season, and maybe not even in the postseason, which it uh, it definitely stinks because we definitely are feeling the loss of those three guys and definitely feeling the missing potential that we could be having because of them not being here. But we definitely got to work around that and definitely rise up a little more and get more headstrong and get our game going. But we can get into all that at the end and during the halftime report. So we'll just get started here with the opening coin toss, which we did win and did end up choosing to defer as most of the time if we do, because like I always say that... When you choose to defer, it could benefit you a little bit better than choosing to receive. Because if you elect to receive in the opening kickoff, then it could not go your way in the second half. But we all know how things like to go. So with that being said, we'll start off on the Steelers' opening drive. With them it being first and 10, they run for three, get only a couple yards with Najee, Najee Harris end up running a lot last night. I'm not going to lie. The Steelers' offense was running a lot to this guy, and for good reason, because he he was a good running back. I'm not going to lie. He was really getting things going for them. But now on second and seven, they run it again, shy of the first down. It's now third and one, and they end up converting. Now on first and ten, Najee Harris, he ends up carrying for six, second and four. Both Brandon Stevens and Roquan Smith on the stop after two yards. Now it's third and two. They end up converting again. First and ten, they only gain one. Then on second and nine, we have Williams on a beautiful save because this one really helped us out here. This one ended up pushing them back uh, a yard, and this ended up saving... uh, I'm going to phrase that. It didn't push them back. It ended, they ended up getting the first down, but they definitely stopped them from getting any further. Is Honestly, if they didn't stop them, that, that run would have been a touchdown run because he, he ended up getting through the line a decent amount. So luckily we have our secondary to help us out. Now on first and 10, once again, Najee Harris, he ends up gaining three. Second and seven, Roquan Smith once again on a nice save. It's third and one. Pittsburgh does end up converting. Now it's first and goal. And there was a false start flag on the Steelers. So that'll back them up a couple yards. Now on first and goal again. 
Roquan Smith, I'm telling you guys, this trade that we made for him, definitely a great idea because he really helps us out and really ends up getting things going. And he was able to get a nice block and a nice stop. So now it's second and goal and Kyle Hamilton, our young safety. He ends up getting a great stop, keeping it from going anywhere and not getting any points. Now it's third and goal and Brandon Stevens, great man-to-man -man coverage. And he gets a beautiful stop. He was playing man-to-man -man on his guy and he was able to break up the pass and keep that from going anywhere so now on fourth and goal the Steelers will go for a field goal and put themselves up three nothing with 701 left in the first quarter and on the kick return we have our man Justice Hill returning for a nice 27 yards called a fair catch ran it for 27 yards so that was really good to see now it's first down First and 10, J.K. Dobbins, he gets a great handoff, only run up a three. And here we go. This is a highlight here. Mark Andrews, he ends up on second and seven getting the first, and he really was the one that was helping us get these things going. It is now first and 10. J.K. Dobbins, unfortunately, is stuffed at the line. Then on second and 10, Tyler Huntley, he ends up having to take it for himself as a quarterback, and he slides for the first. It's first and 10 again. J.K. Dobbins has stood up and stopped once again. I think they're starting to understand our run game a little bit because we've been running J.K. Dobbins so much lately, and he's just been putting up the yards and putting up the numbers, so I understand that they were able to pick up on that. Must have been watching film. Now on second and 10, Tyler Huntley goes for it again. This time he only gets four. Now on third and six, is first down for Mark Andrews, but... They tried to call it back, and John Harbaugh threw up the challenge flag, and that call was reversed, so we were able to keep our first down because it looked like he didn't make it, but when you watch the review, you could see where Mark's knee was going down. The Steelers player elbow pad is just the same color. It looked like he, it was mimicking his knee, but it actually was just his elbow, so Mark was able to keep those yards and get the first down. So now it is first and 10. It was a short pitch to Dobbins, and that was only for two. Now on second and eight, the, uh, Tyler Huntley, he throws the ball, but it's a really low pass, and it's almost intercepted. But luckily, it was able to hit the ground before he could get his hands underneath, and that will force the Steelers to take their first time out, their first of the half. Now on third and eight, Demarcus Robinson, he gets a catch and a first down. Beautiful catch and run for him. Now on first and 10, J.K. Dobbins this time gets a little bit more breathing room. He ends up carrying for 15, which is absolutely beautiful. So now on first and 10, once again, we're on another first down. New set of downs. First and 10, Tyler Huntley. He ends up going for the quarterback keeper and running it for four yards just to end the first quarter. And... I won't lie, it's a decent first quarter. I know we're moving a little quick here, but uh, it's because it's just converting on downs, running back and forth, not really much to say. Uh, only thing I could say is that the we got to open up the holes a little more, open up the lane, give us some more running room and some more breathing room. But other than that, it's pretty good first quarter. I won't lie. I know uh, we haven't had any turnovers yet. This is only our first drive so we're, we're doing pretty good. It was definitely good to see them stop the potential touchdown uh, from the Steelers. I know I'll have to say that. It really went pretty well. And keeping them to a field goal is definitely better than giving them seven points. So I have to say that was all good. So now starting in the second quarter on second and six, Andy Isabella 
He's a new face, a new name that we haven't heard from the practice squad. He ends up getting the ball and running it for only a yard. Now it's on third and five. And unfortunately, this is a missed pass to Deshaun Jackson. So that'll put us on fourth and five. And we have our most accurate kicker, Justin Tucker, putting up the field goal. And this ties up the game now at 3-3. So that'll put us back on the Steelers' side of the ball. On first and 10 for the Steelers, Najee, Najee Harris, uh, he ends up running it for nine yards, which no surprise there as that's what they've been doing all day is just giving the ball to him. Now on second and one, once again, he gets the first down. Then on first and 10, Pickett, the quarterback, he trips and ends up going down for a loss of seven. It wasn't a bad snap, but he ended up trying to roll back into the pocket, and he ended up tripping over his own two feet, which that, that happened a lot last night on both sides of the ball, both on offense and defense for both Baltimore and for Pittsburgh. And it was, uh, I honestly, I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't understand how they were tripping over their own feet or whatnot, but it is what it is, I guess. Now on second and 17, Johnson, he ends up getting, from the Steelers, he ends up getting a 14-yard catch, and that'll put them up now to third and three. Pickens, he might be out, and because when they threw the ball, when Pickett threw to his man, he ended up throwing the ball, and his receiver stepped out and then stepped back in, and that was, an, that was a flag for illegal touching. Is it When you watch the replay, his feet went out, and then he came back in. And so when he caught it, his feet were in, but since he had already gone out of bounds, that'd be an illegal touching flag, and that'll pull them back, and that'll force their Steelers' first punt of the evening. Now on first and 10, it is a handoff to Gus Edwards, but he stopped and stuffed right at the line, unfortunately. Gus, the bus, was not able to truck it down. And I, I it wasn't, it, it was uh, okay. We didn't have an okay run game yesterday. We had a better passing game than run game. They were able to stop the run game a lot yesterday because I think they must have watched film and noticed that we would just pass it, pass it to certain people, but run it mostly with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. So they must have been doing their homework. It's now second and 10, and Deshaun Jackson, he gets a gain of nine. Absolutely nice to see. So now it is third and one, and Gus Edwards again stopped and stuffed at the line to go nowhere. But on the Ravens, on the Ravens' next part, they have to unfortunately punt the ball away. So now, but there was a flag on the holding. There was a flag. It was a holding on the Steelers. And Brandon Stevens ended up going to the locker room on this play. Must It was something with his hand, I believe. And I wasn't 100% sure of what it was. But, but now on the Steelers side of the ball, first and 10, it is a gain of five. Then on the second and five, they end up converting on downs. First and 10, once again, a gain of six. Second and four. Pittsburgh, they convert, and I'm not going to lie, these next couple plays, they really were pushing it. It's now first and 10, incomplete pass, though. Second and 10, Warren from the Steelers runs for five. Third and five, Steelers convert. First and 10, gain of three. Second and seven, gain, they end up running for four. It's now third and three, and Chuck Clark gets a beautiful save. I won't lie. This, is, this was a highlight right here where Chuck Clark, our man, he ends up getting a beautiful save on this play here after all these Steelers' first downs and them moving the chains and marching down the field. That's why it sounds like I'm going a little running through the numbers and everything because it's just the same thing. Just I, They're just running things down, and it really uh, 
not not having it. I and I don't know what what was going on with that one, but Chuck Clark, I'm not gonna lie, on that third and three was a beautiful save. And then on the next one, on fourth and three, they end up going for it on a field goal. And this one, it hit it sailed a little bit and then it hit off the bottom of the uprights and fell backwards back into the end zone. So they ended up missing this field goal. And it was absolutely insane. It was very nice to see. I'm very glad that they missed that field goal because that would have put them up. But I'm just glad they missed it. So now back on our side here, the ball, it's first and 10, but we end up getting a false start. So that'll back us up five yards. But now we have our man on first and 15, J.K. Dobbins. He ends up getting the handoff and running for 17 yards. So that'll push us to a new set of downs and get us out of that slump in that reversal of yards that we had. So now... On first and 10, J.K. Dobbins, once again, he gets a gain of five. And now on second and five, he gets another gain of five. So that'll push us to the two-minute warning. And th this was absolutely crazy. It said They said they gave him the first, but they ended up saying he was short. So now it'll be third and inches. And we end up converting on downs anyway. Then on the next play, it is first and 10. And J.K. Dobbins, he ends up getting the first down. First and 10 again, Gus Edwards. Or actually, no, I apologize. I just repeated myself after we were on third and inches and we converted. Now J.K. Dobbins on the first down. He gets the, another first following that conversion. Now it's first and 10, Gus Edwards. He ends up going for only two. They were really able to stop his run game yesterday, and that was pretty unlucky, I won't lie. But now on second and eight, Tyler Huntley, he pump fakes it, and then he ends up hitting Andrews along the sideline. And this one was another good first down for Mark Andrews. And I'm not going to lie, it was nice to see Mark Andrews get his just dues because he was favored heavily in the beginning of the season. And now with Lamar being out, he's been put on the back end, and we've been focusing less on the pass game and more on the running game, which that I will talk about in a minute in halftime. But... On the next play here, it's first and 10. Tyler Huntley, he is stopped right at the line because he tried to take it himself, but he has ended up stop being stood up right then and there. Now on second and 10, Isaiah likely is stopped way far back and ends up on a little pitch. He ends up getting stopped right then and there. So it's a loss of six. And after that, we after that play, we end up taking our timeout. So now on third and 16, J.K. Dobbins, he gets a nice run, and there was a flag on the Steelers for unnecessary roughness because, man, was it a bad play. But on first and goal, we hit our man Isaiah Likely in the corner, and we get a nice, beautiful touchdown. Finally, we're able to go to the red zone and actually get a touchdown. As we know, that hasn't been our thing lately, but it's nice to say that we end up getting a touchdown in the red zone. And now after the kick, the Steelers do return it for 25 yards, and that will end the second quarter, ending the half with us being up 10-3. And we all know, as we saw back during the Miami game, if we're leading in the half, that's usually our curse. I'm not going to lie. That has become the Ravens' flock curse. I, I will trademark that right now. Red zone... Leading in the half equals Ravens flock curse. That's trademarked. Everybody heard it from me first. But other than that, uh, let, let's let's talk about the first half. I won't lie; it was an interesting half. It was a 
It was a decent half. I, we There were definitely some things that we didn't do. We definitely need to learn to stop the run game. They were really, they were just giving it to Najee Harris the entire time, and he was just running up and down, just running all over us. So we really need to keep our eyes on that ball a little better, and we need to stop the run game a lot more because things were just not really not really going for our way when when it came to them handing off the ball and doing the run game we were not able to i don't know what it was they were opening up holes and just giving them breeding room and i know we were looking at a four man front for us on defense but then we and our stronger backs and our stronger linemen are inactive but still we were miss we barely heard from Marlon Humphrey last night we or actually if i remember correctly I believe Marlon Humphrey might be inactive. I might, or maybe I'm crazy. I, I don't believe he's inactive though. He might be. No, I was correct. Marlon Humphrey wasn't on the inactive list, so I don't know why we didn't really hear from him last night. I know we were kind of keeping him on the low, trying to keep him healthy for playoffs, but that really would have helped us out. But honestly, our we really needed to stop the run game and. Another thing that we had was we need better pass coverage. We need to, if we're going to cover them when it comes to their pass coverage, because they were not just be able to run, but they definitely were able to pass the ball a decent amount too. But I, I really have nothing to say about that because they, they weren't passing as much as anything, but their pass coverage, it, our pass coverage, it wasn't that great. We weren't playing man-to-man like we usually do. And even on our offensive side of the ball, we need to uh, get better pass coverage because we were, they were able to stop a lot of our passes and we were going for a lot of short passes and not really getting deep. So we need to try and keep the pass coverage on both sides, offense and defense, do a little better. And my next point would be we, ha- we got to hold the six-man front better because we were running a six-man front last night. And that was the first time in a while that we actually have done that. And granted, it did work for some plays, but we definitely have to learn to hold that better because our pass coverage, they were able to break the line and break through a lot. So I definitely think that if we're going to hold a six, if we're going to hold a six man front, we have to keep it contained better and keep our quarterback well protected. And if we do end up getting Lamar back or even as I know a lot of everybody reads the articles and is in groups and everything on social media and talking about us possibly losing Lamar for next season and not having him as our starting quarterback next year, we definitely got to learn to protect the quarterback a lot better. And if it's a six, if it's going to take a six-man front, I'm fine with that. Believe me, I am okay with that. But I just think we need to do it a lot better than what we have been. And... I, I again I don't mind the six man front. It's it's a decent idea for our offense, but Greg Roman, he's got a I definitely think he needs to make a couple adjustments when it comes to that and I think he needs to and uh change up some things, especially with this next one. I just I originally wrote in my notes in my keeping of the game as I do, we need to keep running JK Dobbins. But I honestly, after watching the rest of the game and watching the whole game, I think that point was a mistake. I think we shouldn't run JK Dobbins as much as we do because granted, yes, when we run him, he gets amazing yards. He had a 20, he had a 17 yard run on one play last week. He had beautiful runs and beautiful gains 
And even in this game, in the second half, he'll have a beautiful run and a beautiful stand. But teams are now, especially with this coming Sunday being the last of the regular season, of the regular 2021-2022 season, it, it needs to switch up just a little bit. I just think that if we're going to be adjusted to, or if teams are going to be adjusted to the running game, we got to gotta go into my next point and look for more open receivers. Because like I said, as I've just been hammering and driving home, if we are going to hold that six-man front, that's fine. But we got to ease up from the running game because teams are going to notice and get accustomed to both J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards running the ball as much. And yes, we don't have our other running back, Kenyon Drake, or we didn't even have Devin DuVernay to run things last night. So if we're going to try these run games, we definitely got to upgrade a little more. And, yes, we just added Andy Isabella from the practice squad, and he got the first touch of the field last night. But still, we if we're going to do this running game, we can't just keep giving it to the same guys because it's going to lead to obvious things. And, again, Greg Roman, great offensive coordinator i i don't agree with all the hate and all the flame that he gets from the community from us as fans or just in general and same with john harbaugh i think they're doing great i honestly wouldn't want to change up our coaching staff or our head coach or anything ever because i think greg roman does a fun a phenomenal job like he some of his plays yes i think he needs to rework them and readjust them to keep the defense on their toes from the opposing team because with that it can benefit us a little better. And if he wants to do a six-man front, fine. And I know I keep talking about it. But if if you just envision it, and especially if you look at the film and the rewatch the game from last night, if you look at the way things were done, it was, it was a decent way. We were able to hold blocks a lot better. But then our receivers, they just need to get open a lot more. That And that's our thing. That That's my last point. Receivers, they need to be able to get open a little more, and we need to be able to break down the passing game and add a little more passes. Yes, Mark Andrews got beautiful pass, passes and great first downs. Isaiah Likely had that great touchdown, the only one we scored last night too, a great touchdown. But I still think that if we are going to add these things or try different things, uh, granted, late in the season, uh, in the last two games, is what it is. But I think once we go through the draft after this season and we start preseason of next year, we will need to see a different offensive scheme and see things in a different way, in a different, in a different light. Because that way, it might even benefit us for next year and next season. But with all that being said, that's all my halftime thoughts and all my halftime report. So now we'll get into the third quarter here with the first down after, we, like I said, we elected to receive the ball. So with that, we will jump into quarter three and now start the first, first one here. Mark Andrews, he gets a ball and gets a nice gain of 14 yards on first and 10 once again. J.K. Dobbins, only two. Second and eight, Tyler Huntley gets the ball. Now it's third and seven again. And Mark Andrews, he gets the ball and he gets a beautiful run of 20 yards, at least 20 yards. It could have been more. I'm not going to lie. They didn't say it and it was hard to look at it, but it, it was nice. Now on first and 10, we had a false start. It was a legal snap by our, our center, Tyler Lindenbaum, the rookie. 
which great player, great guy, I'm not going to lie. He's definitely a good one. Now in first and 15, J.K. Dobbins ends up unfortunately going nowhere and is stopped at the line. Now on second and 15, Tyler Huntley, he gained some yards, but there was a holding on us, so that got called back. Now on second and 25, Mark Andrews gets a beautiful, and I mean beautiful, 19-yard catch. He was able to get that, die for it, and save it. It was absolutely amazing. Now on third and six, Tyler Huntley ends up gaining only two yards. So now on fourth and four, Justin Tucker, he ends up attempting a 51-yard field goal, and he made it beautiful as always. So now it's 13-3 with us leading right here. Now back on our defensive side, Pittsburgh's offensive side, it is first and 10 for them. And our man, Urban, he ends up tipping the ball with his hands and ends up keeping them from going anywhere, which is absolutely amazing. I won't lie. It, it was great. It was, it was a great hand up. He, it was almost a interception, but when it got tipped, our man behind him, he wasn't uh, in the right spot and wasn't in the right position. He was just a little ahead of it, so he wasn't able to catch it and turn it over. But it is what it is. No biggie because now it is second and 10. But the Steelers do end up getting the first down on this one here. I end up getting 15 yards. So now on. I didn't get that. Uh, sorry about that, guys. That uh, that was my Siri. She was uh, just trying to say hello to everybody in the Ravens flock. If you all heard that, she was just trying to say hello. She's a uh, very big Ravens fan herself. So she had a lot to say about the game last night. But uh, now uh, after that, on second and 10, they do end up getting 15 yards and end up converting downs. Now on first and 10, Adolfe Owe, he gets a nice stop after three yards. Then on second and seven, Justin Matabike, and a lot, and this one was, he started it, but basically almost the entire defense corralled these guys and ends up getting a nice, huge loss of seven yards. So now it's third and 14, and again, the Steelers convert, and this is what I'm talking about. This was that pass game, and this was that running game that we weren't able to stop last night. And th this this is where if we were playing man-to-man -man like we had been playing a few weeks ago and how other, th other games that we had played with our man-to-man -man coverage, we wouldn't be giving up these yards. But now on first and 10, they end up running and gaining six yards. Now on second and four... Uh, Pickett, the quarterback, ends up tripping over himself, so he ends up going nowhere on this one. Now on third and four, the Warren from the Steelers, he ends up getting the ball, and he ends up converting on downs. Now on first and ten, it's a pickup of five. Second and five, they're stopped after the only a gain of one. So now on third and four, the Steelers do take a timeout right here, and that after that timeout, it'll be third and four. And Kyle Hamilton, he'll get the nice stop. Absolutely beautiful to see. So after that, it'll force them to a four and four. And they will get a, attempt a 51-yard field goal. And they ended up making it, surprisingly. not a lot of, You don't see a lot of teams making field goals past midfield outside of that range. Usually, it's Justin Tucker you only see. like He's the only one in the league who usually has that type of range. So seeing another team get that was uh, pretty good. I won't lie to you. Well, not good for us, but it's just nice to see that other kickers are recognized like that. But we are all still lucky and still blessed to have uh, our man, Justin Tucker, the most accurate kicker in NFL history on this one here. So now after that, it'll be first and 10, J.K. Dobbins. He ends up running it for a nice 24-yard gain. Now on first and 10 again. 
only a two-yard gain here. Second and eight, Tyler Hundley is sacked for a drop loss of 10. Now it's third and eight. Isaiah likely, he ends up getting a pass and only gains 11, though. So that will force us to four and seven, and we will punt the ball away. But there was a holding flag on the Steelers once again. That their second holding of the night, their... A lot of penalties. There was a man, let me tell you, there was a lot of pushing and a lot of shoving last night. When they talk about this being an unmatched rivalry and when they were really showing it off of, throughout the years, how there's usually hands thrown, fists thrown, this one definitely did not change or hinder any bad blood because Mike Tomlin, the head coach, has been playing now against John Harbaugh in our Ravens for 10 years. This, this, the, he even said that. It is just the one game he looks forward to sometimes twice a year, and it is absolutely – it's a dogfight. Like, most games you see are pretty good, but this one is a straight dogfight all the way, all the time. But now on first and 10, Steelers do convert, now on, and they end up calling it back saying he was short. So on second and inches, it is possible they possibly convert, which they ended up doing, and that did end the third quarter. And I won't lie. It was nice to see us uh, get another field goal and still stay up ahead of the game going into the fourth and final quarter. But again, that Ravens leading curse, that um, it, Ravens leading curse, it, it really hits us. And this just happens to be one of those times where it definitely hits us because with this last and fourth and final quarter, we all know what the score was at the end of the night, but... We will talk about that in a moment or in a minute or two, depending on how long it takes us to get through this quarter. So now on first and 10, Najee Harris, he ends up gaining 15 yards once again because he was absolutely going nuts. Now it's first and 10 again. Pickens from the Steelers, he gets the first down. Now on first and 10 again, it's a gain of six for them. Second and four, Steelers convert. This time on first and 10, the ball is deflected. It was a great one. We uh the pass went up. It almost went in his hands, but he was it, it was got tipped out and it was deflected. So that was a good one here. Now on second and ten, Roquan Smith and Adolfe Owe, they get the nice stop after six yards. It was a team effort on their hands. Now on third and four, the Steelers they end up converting and end up getting twenty two yards in total. And this one was uh this one was a hard sight to see. Now on second on first and ten. They end up are stopped after two yards, second and eight. They, Urban, our man, he gets a nice stop, and that was able to keep them back and push them back two yards. So now on third and 10, incomplete pass. Fourth and 10, they make a field goal, making it a 13-9 with 9.44 left in the fourth. First and 10, it's Justice Hill. He returns it for 34 yards. This was absolutely nice. This was absolutely one of those plays that we definitely needed. He ends up getting the nice run and returning it for 34 yards. So that was absolutely a beautiful sight to see and a great play on Justice Hill's part. So now on first and 10 again, J.K. Dobbins, he is unfortunately stuffed at the line. As Like I said, if we're going to run it to J.K. Dobbins, that's fine, but... Things really were just played out for him, and everybody just automatically expected that he was going to be the handoff man, and he definitely was last night. Now on 
second and 12, it's an incomplete pass. And then third and 12, it's another incomplete pass. This one to Isaiah Likely. So that'll force us to punt the ball away. Now on first and 10 for the Steelers, once again, Chuck Clark and Bradrick Broderick Washington, not Bradrick, Broderick Washington, they get the stop after six yards. That was another combination and team effort. On second and four, the Steelers do convert. It's first and ten. It is a long pass, but when he caught it, it was reviewed, and it was an incomplete pass because when he ended up catching it, there was already a foot out, so he wasn't able to fully get that in his hands. So now on second and 10, Justin Matabike, he gets a beautiful sack on Pickett for a loss of eight. Now it is third and 18, and Chuck Clark, he breaks up the play. It was a pass play, and he ends up breaking it up and stopping it. So that was beautiful and absolutely amazing to see. So that'll force the Steelers to punt the ball away with 632 left in the game. Still leading Baltimore. First and 10, Mark Andrews gets a good short little catch of four yards. Now on second and six, J.K. Dobbins, he gets a gain of three yards, and it'll push it to third and three, but J.K. Dobbins again is stuffed at the line. So now on fourth and three, we will be forced to punt once again, back-to-back possessions, unfortunately. Now on first and 10, Najee Harris gains seven. Second place, third, second and three, he gains two more. It's third and one, he gets the first down. And this is what I was talking about. He was really just running these plays, running the ball like he does as they had been handing off to him constantly last night. He was just having things handed to him left and right, and he was doing what doing what was happening, and I won't lie, but it, it, was, it was a hard sight to see him just run up and down that field. Now it's first and 10, and they end up getting uh, a really long catch, this one at midfield with 220 left in the game. And now it is first and 10. Their man, Sims, he catches at the 20-yard line. But there was a holding call on us. This, and this put us also at the two-minute warning, which really did not help us here. So now it is first and 10. Sims again gains four. Now on second and six, they end up going for it and end up getting uh, Najee Harris almost to convert, but he couldn't make it. So after that, we end up taking our timeout, another one for us. Now on third and one, they convert. It is first and 10. It is an incomplete pass. Then Broderick Washington and Justin Matabike, they get the stop. We use our final timeout of the day. Steelers still having all three of theirs. And now on third and eight, they end up getting the touchdown. Now putting it at 16-3 with them taking the lead. Or 16-13, I'm sorry. 16-13 with them taking the lead with 56 seconds left. And we had a chance to push in overtime. But this here was kind of our downfall because on first and 10, we had an incomplete pass to Isaiah Likely. There were two holding flags against us. There were two flags and they were holding. So that put us in now it's second and 20. Mark Andrews, he gets a beautiful 18-yard catch. Now on third and two, he gets the first down. We spike it to stop the clock on first and 10. Now on second and 10, there was an interception thrown and a flag as well, unsportsmanlike conduct, but it doesn't matter because with that interception being thrown, we ended up losing the game right at the very end within the last minute of us. And we we lost 16-13 and... We had it. We could have had it, Ravens Flock. I won't lie to you. We definitely uh, didn't 
as we, we didn't capitalize like we could have. We didn't show out like we could have. And that happens. I know that happens. I understand that. But they were just running the ball up and down on us so much. It doesn't make sense of why we weren't able to stop the run game. We saw it. We knew who they were giving it to. Najee Harris the entire time. So I just don't understand why. And like I said, I know we're missing a lot of our big wigs and a lot of our big names in, for our defense, like with Marcus Peters and Clays Campbell being gone and Marlon Humphrey not playing last night. Again, not sure why, but he, we didn't hear him get anything last night. So I just think that we need to hopefully go into next week because tonight, as I will post this on Monday, obviously, which is today, we need Cincinnati to lose and then we need to beat them on Sunday to clinch the division. Granted, yes, last week when we won, that put us in the wild card and solidified a playoff spot for us. So we will be in postseason no matter what. But this helped keep the Steelers' chances alive. And if we had won last night, they would be out completely. But they're, they, they have a chance now. But that doesn't matter because all that matters is that we're in the playoffs. We still make it. But with this game, and like I said, it only being a field goal game, we need to hold things out. And there was a post-game interview with Mark Andrews who even agreed, who even said it himself that we need to capitalize on the game. And I will play a little bit of that interview as I usually tend to do from time to time. I know I've been doing it a lot lately because they've been speaking some real facts and it really helps us understand the minds of those who are actually on the field and not just sitting at home watching the game or on the sidelines in the stands and all that. So well, let's throw it over to Mark Andrews in his post-game interview and see what he had to say as well. It's been kind of a struggle to score touchdowns for you guys lately. Um, I think today was a – there was a lot of good football that was played. You know, there was a lot of good things that played situationally. Um, you love the score, obviously, before the – the first half ended in the second quarter, so that was good. Um, but we did a lot of good things. Um, just capitalizing when we need to, and um, really came down to the, the two drives before that last one, not the two-minute one, but just being sharp. Um, we'll get it together. And I believe, Mark, honestly, I do. I, I think that uh, it was definitely those last few minutes, those last couple drives, and I think that it it could have been – could have been a little better, I won't lie. Uh, we had things going for us. It, it just it didn't hit the way it usually does because we're not executing finishing drives. We're not getting those last few downs on third and ones or third and fours, getting those conversions, which we desperately need, especially with us going into postseason. And granted, our slate's going to be wiped clean, but I think that we just need to capitalize a little better and capitalize a little more on getting those drives and getting those downs. And Tyler Huntley also had a press game interview kind of saying the same thing. So I will also play a little bit of his press conference and post game interview. So that way we understand even coming from now are, uh, I don't want to say temporary, but possible. Well, actually I will, I will say not to be rude to him, but because we still don't know Lamar's current future. So our temporary QB one, Mar uh, Tyler Huntley, I will let his interview play a little bit so we can also hear what he has to say about it as well. What's kind of the frustration level when um, you, you know, go into a game and you know, it's, it's still hard, you can get the one touchdown, but trying to consistently score touchdowns. What's the frustration, frustration level on the offense? When we driving down now, we just got to finish the drive, you know, stop getting three, get seven, you know. Um, and that's what we just got to keep striving for, yeah. That's it. 
Tom, where's this team's mindset now? You come in, control your destiny for the division, and now you're waiting on tomorrow night with Cincy. I mean, kind of, where's your mind and, and this team's mindset um, as you wait on tomorrow night, I guess? Uh, we knew we we had the best chance if we won both games. Uh, fell short today, so uh, we're in the playoffs, and we're just going from there. We got one more game in the regular season, and get ready for the playoffs. And that that really just kind of sums it up how they were really thinking. I, I agree with what he said. They really need to finish drive. Stop getting those three yards. We need to get the seven. We need to once we get on there. It uh, it really needs to just be hammered home the fact that we just need to they need to keep going and keep driving and just keep pushing and going a lot harder and going a lot faster. Those quicks, three and threes or those or those two and sevens and stuff and getting just the three yards, get the full seven on third and seven and not have to punt the ball away and just go with it. But I don't really know. I, again. I, I understand the hate that Greg Roman gets, but I also don't think he deserves all of it because there are a lot of good defenses out there, and if they're able to stop the run game, they're able to stop the run game. If they're able to stop the pass, they're able to stop the pass. But it's not being able to – not forcing punts and going for certain things is where we really need to be collectively and really need to start going out and really doing things. And the final interview I will play to wrap everything up before we do everything is – as I always do, is the head coach himself, Mr. John Harbaugh, and let him speak on what really needs to get done this coming Sunday. That was it. We just uh, we didn't do a great job of of, uh, of finding a way to, to make plays. We had a few here and there, but you know we, we were behind the change too much. They were ahead of the change pretty much the whole game. Um, you know we, we've got to do a way better job across the board in terms of attacking what they did. They did a nice job. One thing we hadn't seen exactly what we saw on tape from the last three weeks, and uh, just very disappointed. Not one of our better performances at all. Coaching staff, start with that. Start with me. Start with the coaching staff, game plan, all of it. Not good enough. Very disappointing. We got uh, we got to bounce back. And with that being said, I believe I believe that they can bounce back. And even though, uh, like I said, that we're in the playoffs, we need Cincinnati to lose tonight, and then we need to beat them on Sunday to win our division. That's what we need to happen. And I know I would never say this, but I have a very close couple of friends who are Buffalo fans and I have to give a shout out to my old college advisor professor very good friend of mine who is also Buffalo Bills fan so I have to root for the Bills tonight and even though it's a Baltimore podcast and I never want to see anything happen but I definitely need to see we as a collective and as a Ravens flock and a Ravens fan community want to see us clinch and win the division and that's the only way it will happen if Buffalo beats Cincinnati tonight and we beat them on Sunday. And speaking of Sunday, that is where we will be playing. We will be playing against Cincinnati yet. We don't know where yet, but we will be playing them on Sunday in Cincinnati at their home stadium. A time yet, we, as this still says on our schedule on the Ravens app, it does say that it is yet to be determined because we don't know because that Cincinnati's Buffalo game will not happen until later this evening. But other than that, with all that being said, honestly, Ravens flock, I will still love the Ravens no matter what. And like I said, at the end of the day, 
We're still in the playoffs. We still have our wild card position. This was just a chance to clinch the division. But I don't really have anything else to talk about. I know there will be interviews and press conferences after practice today, which are coming up soon. So everybody go definitely on the Ravens YouTube channel. Watch those. Check those out. Make sure you follow along on certain things. And I will be reporting next week uh, after the game after this game this Sunday against Cincinnati in Cincinnati to close out the regular season and push us into the postseason after that. I have been your host, Anthony Propes, here on Baltimore Talk. Thank you all for listening, and have a great time.